This is the world of Raw Podcast. And now your host, standing at 6'4", 225 pounds, from Alice, Texas, Roel Santos. All right, people, sit down and relax, crank up your volume, and let's get into the world of Roe Podcast. I'm your host, my name is Roel Santos. You may know me as this podcaster, but a lot of people know me as this funny guy, a loving husband, caring father, family man. I'm a guy who loves... <laughs> ice cream. Yes, the ice cream is the biggest vice. Anyway, guys, I'm a guy who likes to playfully instigate with friends, and uh, I'm a big fan of independent wrestling. Yes, you heard it here. Now, guys, uh, welcome to the show. I give you the show every single Friday on iTunes and any podcasting app you use. There's some great ways that you can help out my podcast, and that's by taking the time to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Share with your friends. Let them know. Maybe text it. Maybe tweet it. You know, tag me in your tweet if you want. Or maybe you can do a Facebook post and you can tag me there for friends. I would really, really appreciate it. Um, This podcast consists of mainly my personal journals and some conversations with people out there who are an inspiration to myself or can be an inspiration to anybody in the world by doing something in the DIY. How'd that sound? I'm trying that on. Kind of give you guys a little bit more of an emphasis or structure of what the podcast is all about, like a detail, like a brief detail. I guess you would call it, did I just say synopsis? I can't remember if I did. Um, yeah, I think it's a synopsis. That's what I'm going to call it. Anyway, guys, um, welcome, welcome, welcome. If it's your first time here, welcome. If you're back, hello, welcome again. Anyway, guys, um, uh, how's everything going? How's your week? Is um, Is your family well? If you're in the Northeast and the East Coast, be safe out there. I know the weather is pretty horrendous with the big old snowstorm that's coming. I think somebody called it snor- Snowmageddon on uh, on Twitter or CNN. There was some type of a hashtag. Not a, not a hashtag, but they were calling it that. If you're living out there, please be careful. Down here, it's not as cold. It's a chilling 62 degrees and... Uh, it just, <laughs> it is what it is, right? So guys, um, welcome to the podcast. I'm glad to to be talking with you. It's, uh, you know, I, I'm going to get into this week's guest here in a second. I mean, I already preluded to it last week, but, you know, get into more detail about that episode. But, you know, I mean, we'll bought today's episode, but I just came from Austin. I just did the South by Southwest thing. I got to go down there and have brunch with uh, people who work for ACAST and, I have to say I had fun. Yeah, I had I had a lot of fun. I was a bit nervous. I didn't know how to go about my conversations or or how to uh, you know initiate a conversation. Um I don't know why. I mean, I've done conferences, I've done meetings, I've traveled to places and met people from all over the country and I've been able to do it there. It was just weird. I don't know. I maybe I, was, I think I was just really really nervous. I didn't know what to expect. But it was nice to meet Ben and Caitlin, Caitlin and Ben. I said that like have were two of the two of the coolest people I met when we got into ACAST with Pick and Row. And uh they've always been very, very helpful. And I've always talked to them either through tweets, through emails, or DMs. It's just kind of strange. So I finally met them in person and I was just taken back. I was just like, wow, these guys are really good people. They know what they're doing. They care about what they're doing. They know a lot about podcasting. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. I mean, those are you got if you have questions they're there you know and i i felt like 
and get enough face time with him as much as I would have liked. But I think that that happens when you're on the go. I mean, South by Southwest is a very, very big event. You know, you have people from all over the world coming out and checking out these events. And, you know, you're getting to meet, uh, you know, people that are famous people that are podcasting. They do live shows. And that was just like, man, I, I got to do this. I, I wish I would have had my press pass to go check it out. And, you know, my wife and I were talking about it where I had actually wanted to do one. I actually applied for a press pass credential for South by Southwest, but I just didn't get it in in time. And so <clears throat> I missed out on that. But it's not, it's just disappointing because it would have been more FaceTime and more networking opportunities and to check out different things. And hopefully, you know, next year, that's the goal. Next year is to be out there and to maybe do a live show. I mean, I'm, I'm a year in into this podcasting game. It'll be two years in August. I mean, if you count the episodes, it's like a year and, and a quarter. Hopefully by then something exciting can happen. And that's my goal. I, I really want to accomplish a lot with the podcast and being able to go out and do a live show in front of people would be awesome just to kind of see what my, you know, reach is, you know, and we, we spent a lot of time talking about that with, with Ben and I, and, um, it is just very detailed. I know that you probably like don't care <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> I mean, this is, it's a little bit of information to retain and maybe it's not something you get right away, but I mean, it's okay. I mean, that's, I'm not judging you. I keep saying as, as I keep saying, it's okay. But you know, um, I get, you know, let's get into this week's episode and this is probably going to be a little bit of a longer monologue than normal. And I don't mean to drain your ears. I, want you guys to get my perspective of what what's on the episode and and I talk about my guest. So the guest this week is my co-host from the Pick and Row show, Pick or aka Chuck Pickett. He's a, bu- a good buddy of mine. Um I've known him for 4 years now and uh when we started the, when we started podcasting, I mean I wanted to do a podcast, he wanted to do a podcast, so we kind of pushed ourselves together to get into this thing and and it was it was kind of cool to do a podcast with him. And just talking sports and having our little occasional banter. But the problem is, well, not the problem, but the problem was, was that we never got real deep into conversations. And it was never, um, like, I, I never, where I didn't judge or, or, I mean, I didn't appreciate the sense of going deep into a, a, a conversation. I just was afraid to. And I think I was afraid, afraid in the sense that I didn't want people to judge me incorrectly or get a bad idea of who I am. I mean, I'm not a bad person by any stretch of imagination. And, you know, I just, I didn't know how to approach that. So when I find, when I had pick on, we're, we finished our pick and roll episode and we had, we were just in here talking for five minutes. I said, Hey, are the mics already on? Do my podcast. And he said like, what? Yeah. I was like, do my podcast. So he's like, what do you want to talk about? We can talk about whatever you want. And he said, whatever I want. I said, yeah, let's just talk about whatever you want. Let's just go. We'll just start talking. We'll get into it. And whatever it is, it is. And there was a lot of things that I wanted to get off my chest. In terms, not nothing bad about him, but just in general of what how he perceives the world. Because Chuck, Chuck is black, right? He's half black, half Filipino. But he's lived in a different world than I have, you know? I mean, maybe we live in this, not, we don't live in the same type of world because I'm not nobody's uh, being prejudiced towards me and he's had to deal with that for a good chunk of his life. And I get profiled and I, and I talk about that a lot in this episode being racially profiled. And we talk a lot about race and maybe you don't feel the same way we do or the way pick feels about how race is handled, but I'm, I'm starting to gravitate toward more what, what, what he's saying. I'm in tune with it. 
I used to think that it didn't exist. I mean, who actually thinks that race doesn't exist? I mean, that's that's ridiculous to think. I mean, it's a very serious thing. And when I say I'm racially profiled, people assume that I'm a an Arab-looking guy, and I get it. You know, I look like an Arab. I mean, it's it's I have the dark-toned skin. I got the the facial hair. I got all these features. I mean, I get it. You know. But the way some people approach it is very rudely, and it sounds, you know, sarcastic, and it sounds condescending. I mean, it's just, it's just not. I don't know what I'm trying to say here without trying to sound sound too offensive, but it's not politically correct. I guess is what I'm trying to say, and and we get into that a little bit. And I mean, again, it's not, it's nothing like what he's had to deal with because the stuff that he's had to deal with has been pretty serious. And with everything's changing and there's been such a, you know, big, uh, you know, race thing going around, especially more so than ever now because of the situation we're in with the the, the leader of the free world and his his push on his campaign to, you know, to, to get elected. I mean, there was a lot of, um, you know, dis, uh, you know, uh, race, racial, you know, misogynistic, xenophobic things that he said. And I mean, and it's not just about color; it's about your 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 preference, your ethnic, you know, well, obviously ethnicity and color, same thing. Your preference of sex. I mean, if you're if you're a, a straight or homosexual, I mean, they just people don't understand. I mean, it 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 shouldn't be. I mean, it's it's about it's among other things. But I mean, back to this, what I'm saying is is I wanted to hear from him, and I'm sure he didn't go into full lengths about what he went through. I just wanted to understand it and I wanted to talk to him about it because more so than ever, I, I, I'm paying attention more and I'm not tuning out the obvious of what we have to deal with or what he has to deal with mostly on a daily basis. And we get into that where, whether it's different from the Midwest, cause he is from Ohio versus down here in Texas. And I hope that you enjoy the conversation because I felt like we had a strong message to send in this uh, podcast conversation. So here we go, guys. Here's the conversation with Pick and I. Yes. Hello there, Mr. Pickett. Hello, yeah. Hey, man. Welcome. You're on. You're on a different podcast now. Which show is this? This is mine. The World of Row. Yeah. Oh my God. You like that? Not really. Eh. 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 Hey man, so we just did a an episode of our our show for the first time in like nine months. Yep. Um, and I I wanted to talk to you. I want to talk to you, but you you. I mean, I, so I've known creepy. you for like three years. Yeah. And we don't really. It's kind of creepy. Huh? Why is it creepy? Because you're creepy. What'd you say? I said I haven't talked to you. I mean, <laughs> I've known you for three years, but I don't really know you. Know you kind of. Well, I, mean, I kind of. You do. do know me. You know from me. Ohio. I mean, there's some stuff you don't know about. Yeah, me, yeah. I'm a Pisces, so you not keep that low key. Yeah, who wants to admit you know they're saying? a Pisces, man? What? Yeah, I'm low key with it, brother. I mean, so Pisces, what are they known for? Uh, koi know. fish tattoos. Uh, Lovers of koi. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. Oh man, I'm not sure how that works. I me, neither do I. I never really paid attention to all that. What do they call that? Zodiac stuff. Is that what they say? Is it the Zodiac? Yeah, or? Zodiac. Um, astrology, I guess. I'm more into numerology than anything. Numerology. What's mm-hmm. numerology? So numerology is basically, um, it's like everything can be explained through numbers, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whether it's, um, you know, uh, the distance from Earth to the moon. Oh, yeah. Whether it's... 250,000 miles. 
that's more than that. I'm sure it's more than that. I don't um, know. Or like, you know, a letter A is one, B is two, C Oh, that's is like three. Russian, isn't it? So, Russian. Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> um, you know, like vibrations in the earth type of thing. You know? Oh, so, yeah, um, yeah. So you know what I mean? It's real holistic, so. Um, is that like religious stuff for you? No, my sister, my sister kind of got me into it. She's uh, she's Muslim, so oh, um, but she studies the the Bible, the Torah, and the Quran at the same time. So she reads all three. Allah salam alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Yeah, alaikum assalam. Um, but she uh, she's really deep and in, into holistic healing and just different things. So she she turned me on to numerology back in the day, and it's kind of weird, kind of a weird situation where like. We didn't grow up together. Like she, knows, she does not know me. Like you know me better than she knows me. Wow. And then like one day she was reading my numbers to me, and it was just like, I felt like she knew me better than anybody. So was it like the movie Number Twenty Three stuff, like references? I mean, I don't it's, know. I've I never mean, seen that. Okay, so anyway, yeah. that's something different. No, it's just everything can be can be explained numerically. So like your birth name, mm-hmm. your your name you were given at birth, and the date that you were born on all have numbers that co that go along with them. Wow. And there are some numbers in there that. Or duplicates, or trip, or whatever mm-hmm. they repeat themselves, right? And those numbers mean something, basically. Right. So then she would look it up, and you have like a, a life path number, you know, stuff like that, uh, you know. So it's pretty interesting. I would say get, there's, a, there's a bunch of apps out there for it. Put your name in there, yeah. and and and, and uh, see what see what it says. It's very interesting. Wow. And just and just remember that your numbers are the same whether you're eight, two, or fifty. So. Some things may not have come to fruition yet because I mean, at two, yeah. you're not going to be the same at two years old like your daughter. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything for her right now. Right. But in 60 years. She might, she won't even remember any of this stuff. No, I'm saying. It, but it, it's the, the conversation. Numbers, the numbers are, oh, the I, I know the what numbers, you're saying. The numbers are the same. It'll be a so, deep conversation. Yeah, it'll be a thing. much better conversation. That's like interstellar shit, man. I haven't seen interstellar. Is that, which one is that one? The one with Matthew McConaughey and he's trying to find, uh, they're trying to find a, another place to live, like another oh, world, no, like world to live, yeah, another no. planet because, mm-hmm. because uh, earth is, man, mankind is ruining earth and whatever, whatever. It's a deep, yeah, I haven't it's, seen a, that it's one. a Christopher Nolan movie, so it's yeah. always deep. But yeah, I, mean, I haven't seen that one yet. No, you need to see it. Really? Yeah. Um, I've seen Gravity and uh, The Martian. Yeah, those are a little bit different. You have Hulu? Uh, no, you don't. No. Okay, so yeah, you definitely need to uh, check it out. I mean, somehow, some. What's it called? Interstellar. Has it been on HBO? I think it, no. I got it recorded. That's the one. With, that's the one with um, who's in it? Matthew McConaughey. Oh yeah, I think I have it recorded. Matthew McConaughey. <coughs> I have it recorded, but I haven't watched it. Yet. Anne Hathaway. Mm. It's a good movie. Yeah, I have to watch it. Anyway, no, um, man, we just kind of got right into it. That's kind of cool, man. So what? We're just. Conversation that was pretty heavy stuff. <laughs> that was heavy. Yeah, it's it's like the Illuminati stuff you always wanted to talk about uh, on Pick yeah, and Roll. Ain't ready for that stuff. So no, yeah. yeah. So so Pick's a big guy of conspiracy. He's conspiracy brother. I'm a conspiracy brother. Yeah, but he but there's other things. He's a but it's not a conspiracy if it's true. This is true, right? Right. Yeah. So why do you think they call it conspiracy? Because we don't know the truth. It's yet. just a definition. It's just a word. So it's like the moon landing stuff. People think that's fake. Do you uh, think? It's definitely questionable. Yeah. Uh, we haven't been back since. That's, yeah, that's always so been that's like the number like, one. Why haven't we been back? Or maybe there's nothing there to go back to. Or is it like the Transformers? There's something on the dark side, the other side, dark oh. side of the moon. That's like Pink Floyd, isn't it? I think, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think, uh, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, uh, it, it, it just makes you question a lot of things, man, when you, when we don't get 
straight answers. And I know the government can't tell the public right. everything. Like so. Area 51 stuff. Right. So I know there's definitely stuff out there. So yeah. they just can't tell everybody everything because we would freak out. And then it would it would destroy the infrastructure of, like, the church, the government. Right. It would destroy yeah. a lot of stuff. So it's kind of like, let's not. It would take away. It's almost like. Santa Claus thing, but not really Santa. But it's more severe. Yeah, because like it's Santa, Santa Claus is just. A, yeah, but I got a friend that's really religious, and he like he covers his ears and blah 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 blah. He don't want to hear anything. Really? But I'm like, you know, they talk about aliens in the Bible. You know, there's there's pictures of, of spaceships in things, paintings, from, right? You know, religious paintings. So it's like, how do you explain that? So I don't know. It's funny you mention that because. I met two people from Egypt the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And I asked them, I go, have you seen the pyramids? And they're like, oh, yeah, they have tours all the time. You can go. Yeah. And I'm like, how did man build this <laughs> centuries ago without bulldozers, without yeah. any type of technology we have now? Yeah. And he's like, well, that's the biggest thing, right? I mean, did did man really build that? Yeah. Because there's, 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 there's parts of the pyramids that are so heavy. Right. We don't even have equipment today to pick them up. To pick that up. So how did they move it back then? But that's not, the pyramids is, is is really child's play. So <laughs> it's child's play. It's child's play. <laughs> if you go to if you look on the internet, this place called uh, Puma Punka. Are you being serious? I'm dead serious. <laughs> Puma Punka. Puma Punka. <laughs> it's in uh, I want to say Peru. Yeah. So if you look, it's called Puma Punka. I can't remember how it's but I think it's P U M A P U N K U. There is like a thing there, like some building blocks type of thing, like, and the, 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 just the way it was done back then, the people of that era, there's no way they could have built that there. It's right. so precise, like laser cuts. Yeah, it's like perfect. Perfect to where we can't even replicate that today. They were showing, they were talking to some, um, some stone masons or whatever, some guys that like, they, they build stuff now. Right. And they were like, can you do this with the equipment that we have now? And they were like, no, nah, I can't cut that perfect square inside of the square inside of the square like that. There's no way for me to do that. Right. That's impossible to do. And they were like, well, how was it done back then by these people? And they were like, we don't have an answer for that. No, nah. because the people didn't even have a written language. So how did they do that? They didn't even have a written language. Right. How did they build this? Which tells me that they didn't build it. Somebody else built it. Yeah, that, that's always a concern. Or, I mean, not a concern, but that's always like a... That's some deep shit. Deep stuff, dude. I mean, you can't... Yeah. Mayan temples, there's, you know, the hieroglyphics and there's those places. I mean, I mean, so, so there's me, other things going on in this world that, that haven't been told to us. And, so, and, so what made you expose yourself to all this stuff? Is it because of um, growing up? Yeah, really growing up in America, man, makes you question things. Like I said, be, being a being a black man in America, man, it makes you question a lot of things. Okay, so let's that's so. a I like that you said that. So being a black man in America. <laughs> and, and okay, and so I'm saying this because I think you're the first I'm your only black friend. Oh no, you have, I have several. Do you? That I talk to. Well, I have a few. Yeah, I mean, you have two, me and Randall. You Randall, <laughs> Jerome, <laughs> Kenny, Romy Rome. Keith, no, I got yeah, a few friends. Yeah, you ain't got a name. I'm just messing. No, with no, you. but I mean, I only got a couple. Black so, friends. so a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people question this whole. Cut them off and shit. <laughs> Crazy. Man. I want some money and shit, bro, man. You know, I got eight bro, man's. Nah. So the the whole thing being a black man in America. Yeah. People don't understand that. They don't know. They can't. Uh, they can't comprehend because they're not. And and I think it's hard. To Coach Pop said that. You know. Yeah, I'm glad he said with that. With minority, I, I he was. That. Yeah, I, he was. I like Pop. 
he says, you know, we can't, I can't speak for a Mexican or even a black man. I, I don't nope. know what it's like to live in their world because no. I have no, you know, I never... no, it's, it's, uh, it wasn't easy. I mean, it's still not easy. I mean, you know, I'm recently 46 years old, so no, you don't look 46, uh, man. Thanks you. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it wasn't easy. It's still not easy growing up in America, being black, being a black male. Um, and I'm actually, you know, uh, half non yeah i'm half black i'm half filipino so i'm actually a non-threatening looking black male but i could imagine i got some friends that you know they scare me if i didn't know them yeah they scary looking yeah but i know them they're bait they're you know teddy bears but right they, i haven't had a guy one time ask me like hey why are people scared of me i said because you a big black scary dark-skinned dude right i said but they don't mind they don't know you're a teddy bear i said they, they without speaking to you how would they know yeah just looking at you you know but once you start talking to you, you're a teddy bear, but they don't see that. Right. They don't, they don't even want to get to that part. They can't get past that. Right. Because they, they're seeing all they see is what you color. See, and, right. Yeah. Nobody, seen, or seen I don't this, see color, but right. Right. They seen this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite phrase. I don't see color, but then you walk right past the black guy. Well, you don't see, you don't even see me is what you're saying basically. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's um, you know, it, it was, it was, it was hard. See, because you're, still you're 46. It's still hard. So still you growing, I'm, you're from the Midwest. You're not from Texas. Yeah. So in the yeah. Midwest in your days growing up was rough. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've been experienced to a lot of racism, yeah. you know, um, racist hate mail, you know, just going back to like hate the, mail. Yeah. In my, in my college dorm. Yeah. In my, you were getting in, hate mail. Every black person, every black person, every wow. black person at my at my college, my freshman year, received hate mail in their student mailbox saying that they were inferior to white people, and you know, and there were some white people that were, out, were outraged about it as well. But um, we got a lot of hate mail, not a lot, but we got some hate mail in our student mailboxes, and nobody knew who, who put it in there. Right. So and they targeted all the. It's funny because I don't know how they got a, they got a list of all the black people that went to the school, wow. and, which was you know only so many of us, and uh, at the time. And then, uh, almost sounds like, I mean, not to sound, not to, I'm not trying to make it sound funny, but it was like higher learning kind of stuff. You know, higher learning is actually one of my favorite movies because it reminds me of college and perfectly of my college life. Because you were going to college in the the early 90s. It was, it was that school, Columbus University, which is, I'm actually from Columbus, Ohio. Um, OH, I, 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 (laughs) I actually relate to higher learning. Um, it's one of my favorite movies. Because of because yeah. of how not in in just the movie itself, but just more of how it reflects what I lived through. So it was pretty much dead on. Um, not sure if you remember the part where there was an altercation at the uh, with, between the student population, black and white, uh-huh. and then the I, cops came down. I don't I, know if you, you seen, I've seen bits and pieces, yeah. not all of it. So the cops came down and immediately went to the the black people and was telling them to go home. Yeah, like, y'all need to go. Mm-hmm. But never say anything to the white people, and that happened to me actually. Really? I was like, I mean, before the movie even came out, I mean, that happened to me, and I was just like, wow, that's real. I mean, I don't know who, I can't remember who directed that movie, but they did. I a, think it was John Singleton. Was John Singleton. Yeah, I think yeah. it was John Singleton. He did a really good job, and I'm sure he lived through that as well. I mean, John yeah, Singleton course. is a director; he's a black guy in America, so I'm sure he went through some similar things. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, that movie rang true to me, man. I mean, it was you know with Remy and and the guy, you know, uh, Michael, Michael Rappaport, Michael Rappaport being the the skinhead guy and being recruited by those guys. I mean, 
that stuff happened back then. And and those of the, those of you who don't know who Michael Rappaport is, yeah, he's, he's a good guy. I he's, love Michael. He's Rappaport. a great guy. He he's, represents. He's yeah. he's practically. I mean, he's black. He's a, yeah, he he gets a pass. Yeah, yeah he gets I like, a, I like yeah. My, He's he's cool as hell. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. probably one of the coolest white guys. You know, as far as you know, come to the black matters and stuff like that. I right. Like, I like Michael Rappaport. So. They, I, he's a white guy. Yeah, so. I remember him playing like a white supremacist in that yeah. in that movie. And the yeah. guy from the program was like his buddy, and he was like perfect yeah for he, that role he played the perfect role i mean and you know he i'm sure he saw that as well i mean that was a really good like i said it's kind of like my life story so this was like a, it's a very good tell-all movie for if, somebody if you were to ask me like three or four movies like that represent my life that would be one of them actually yeah it's funny that you said that movie so yeah, yeah. so it's like this generation if they wanted to see a movie about togetherness they watch something like remember the titans it's all disneyed up but if you watch yeah. a movie like this it really makes you think for somebody who hasn't really yeah um you know it's just what we went through when we were uh in college man i mean we had i mean i remember a time where we chased we chased some skinheads off of the campus throwing rocks and, and wow. bottles at their van while they you know because they were coming they, they were able to, it was free speech yeah so you, as long as you got the i think like a petition or something some kind of a permit you can come on the campus and you can pretty much speak about what you want to speak about it didn't matter what it was yeah but you know you you know, the crew I grew up, the crew I ran with, we weren't gonna have that. You're not gonna sit here and right. talk, preach hate about black folks while we're standing there in your face. We're gonna we're gonna intimidate you. And we're gonna get you off that campus, and that's what we did. So, yeah. um, probably wasn't the right thing to do because we probably could have got like arrested for assault or something like that. And they wouldn't have believed them. They would have. Yeah, we would have been we public. We would have got in trouble because he had to permit to speak there. You know what yeah. I mean? So, I mean, just a lot of things. Yeah. Um, just, uh, it, you know, it's you know, just maybe not trust a lot of stuff in America, man. So. And, oh, yeah. and this stuff is not helping now, you know, right? Because so, of the way everything is now, I, yeah. It's like we, you know, it's like we're going backwards again, yeah. you know. Um, especially with Trump being president and, and the message that he used to get elected, right? Um, and I actually liked Trump before the election, I'm, and now I'm like, who is this guy, you right? Know, which, which one is the real guy? Um, and because he, he was for the most part, he was kind of well liked by. I th- the country. Yeah, I, I mean, there's songs about him before. You know, he's in some rap songs. We, wow. Yeah, rap guys use his name a couple of times. You know what I mean? So, not that we didn't, we didn't, we did not like him. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't know. But uh, it's it's not like like what was it? I was talking to somebody, and I think I mentioned this to you at the time. But when Hulk Hogan, uh, it came out that he said the N word. Yeah. And and most black people were like. No, he gets a pass, man. He's cool. Uh, like a lot of people that are. I don't know if he gets a pass on that. Well, Not for me. Okay, so the ma- the majority the way, is the way he he used it. I don't. No, nah, I wasn't feeling that. Well, I mean, if Booker T gave gave him a pass, I don't know, man. Really? Bo- Booker T is pretty. I mean, he gets he's a pass. as black what? as they come. Yeah, but why do you, he's a wrestler, right? Yeah. Yeah, they work together probably. So I don't. I don't know. I mean. <laughs> I don't give Hulk Hogan a pass on that one. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, I can't give him a pass on that okay, one. Okay. Not me. No, 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 but I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> just uh, just in a general consensus. But I never grew up with that. But like we were talking earlier, being profiled and being... you. Yeah. I remember you told me a story one time when you were in Houston for training for the job that you got pulled over and the first thing you did was you put all your windows down <laughs> yeah. and you put your hands on the steering wheel. Yes, I was I was doing something else then. I had some friends come from Ohio to Houston so I went to visit them. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we were all three of us were riding. But you did the whole, it was like the, like, yeah, I wrote all the windows <clears> down. We all had our hands up on the, on the, where they can see them. Mm-hmm. You know, I already had my license and everything ready. So, and um, he was cool though. The guy was cool. I've never really had a, as far as like being pulled over, 
I haven't had any cops treat me, you know, outside of just speeding stuff. Yeah, yeah. nothing, nothing crazy. Never been mistreated. Nah, well, I've I've, I've been mistreated by the cops before, but not. I was, you know, yeah, it was back in the day. I was in the drug neighborhood. It's just, you know, it's just a bad, bad area. So you know, I guess caught in the wrong. I guess got caught in the wrong. I was wrong guilty, place I was wrong guilty by association. Yeah. 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 So do you think, and you were talking about it earlier, about how the government's set up to where only certain people can have things and other people can't have things. Do you think that that certainly played, that was huge back then growing up in Ohio? Because again, in Texas, I, I don't remember seeing things like that. What with, do you mean? Like, what? like, you know how, well, you just said right now, neighborhoods, rough neighborhoods, drug neighborhoods and everything like that. Was it, yeah. was it just all like, was it all black folks or is it yeah. all yeah? So yeah. do you, it's just black so they, and white. And they, so they yeah. segregate segregate you yeah. to this and they put you yeah, into the cities this thing. are cities up north were, were at time I was growing up were definitely segregated you know black and white. Even though uh, the the whole thing for desegregation had passed and everything like that. Yeah, I mean there were some people that were you know assimilating into the suburbs and stuff, but most of us stayed in the city. Um, the city where I grew up in Columbus, Ohio, the center of the city is mostly. Black neighborhoods, and right. the further out you got from the city, it's spread out like a circle. Um, certain parts of the Midwest are different. Like Cincinnati, is, there's pockets of black neighborhoods, so it's different. The city just set up differently. But um, in my city, it was just like a everybody in the center of the city. Basically, you lived in the city, you were you know, and then from there it spread out and went right. to the suburbs, and it got wider and wider. So, and it's just black and white out there. So, I mean, it's probably like maybe five percent Hispanic now. Um, you know, still seventy percent, eighty percent white. You know, so and that's what it is. So I mean, that's that's most of America, most of the Midwest. Yeah. So um, that's why I say down here it's just it's just really different. And I like it down here because it's diverse, but it's still kind of like it's not America. It's we're yeah. out of, we're out of touch down here. Yeah, it's definitely like, down it, here. It feels like I've had people from different states tell me that Texas is really out of touch. Yeah, they, Texas is kind of out of touch when it comes to the, the racial stuff. Yeah. Um, not not so much like Dallas because this stuff happens up there. And so just, so Dallas is pretty bad. Uh, it's, a lot of stuff goes down in Dallas, man. It's kind of you know because there's you know a little bit of everybody there. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's a big city, yeah. one of the biggest cities in America. So yeah. Um, then you add to Fort Worth, the whole the, area. The, yeah, yeah, that whole stuff. Yeah, DFW area is just ridiculously big. It's probably the biggest metropolitan area outside of New York and stuff, right. Brooklyn. So oh, yeah. they were talking about uh, we were talking. <clears throat> so you're saying, saying DFW areas. Surrounded. I mean, not surrounded, but it's a big metropolitan area. I'd say, I'd say the reason why stuff goes down in Dallas is because I think Dallas is a, as far as the Texas cities are, probably, is probably the most true representation of America. Really? As far as like the <clears throat> the racial makeup and you know stuff like that, because like Houston, a little different. There's a lot of a lot of black folks there. Right. It's probably like what fifty percent. That's not America. America's not fifty percent black. So that doesn't really you know plus all the people from New Orleans that move there and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So it made it even more. Uh, diverse, so I don't think. And then San Antonio, of course, is seventy percent Hispanic, so that's definitely not America, right? Um, I think Austin has the very has, liberal there, but it's yeah, it's liberal. It has the makeup of America, but it's, it's a different feel. I love Austin; so it's got a different yeah. feel as far as like you know their just slogan and the way that the city is. But I think Dallas is probably more of a representation of of America, of America yeah, to me. Just from being down here, so well. I mean, you know, <clears throat> I've never spent a whole lot of time in Dallas, so I can't say what my thoughts are. But I mean, I agree with you with what you said about San Antonio and Dallas. I mean, Austin being the way they are, and yeah, it's just a little out of touch. I mean, not in a bad way. 
mm-hmm. just uh do you see it like in in terms of the way people think <clears throat> is it work related um yeah just you know just diversity like if you look at the the racial makeup of america it's probably you know 12 to 13% black or african american right another 15% hispanic so that's 27% and then another what 5 to 7% of asian or something like that right. so now you're talking what 30 some percent 30. low 30s right yeah and the rest of everybody else is dumb it's is european american right so or whatever you want to call them um and that's america so in order to get the true representation of a city like that of america you the city would have to be somewhat like that which right. like i said i feel like dallas is is made up of that because when i look at austin it's a little different something like in San Antonio, it's like 7% black in San Antonio, 7% in uh, Austin as well, or mm-hmm. 8%, 8% in Austin or something like that. That's not a true representation. Um, and then Austin just got a different just feel to the city. Different so, vibe going on out there. I love the vibe. It's just not, it's just, you know, it's just not a, the American vibe. Right. Um, I think Dallas represents that more than any other city. So Right. And, I mean, in Texas at one point was its own country. So, right. So right. People, people still say... I told somebody one time that there was a thing saying, like a poll, three out of five people in Texas said if Hillary Clinton would would have won the election, they would have wanted Texas to secede from the union. Yeah, I mean, that's stupid. That sound crazy. Yeah, I don't know. People were just it just it cracks me up when people get mad about certain things. Like so, and and I'm just like, especially like white folks. Not this, you know, like you're so upset about this stuff. I'm like, so yeah. how how should I feel? Right. How should I feel for the last 400 years? How should I feel? But you've been telling me to get over it. So what I should tell them is to get over it. Right. That's what I've been, been told to do. Like, can't you just get over that? Yeah. I'm like, well, it's been 400 years. That, you know, <laughs> what it's over with. It's not really over. When you do something to somebody for 400 years, it never ends. It's, it's, how are you going to, how are people going to forget about that? So I always tell people like, you got to be real blunt. Like if I kill your father and his father's father, and I do that for 400 years and I separate your family and I, tear you away you know i breed you like animals and i you know i tear you away from you You have no culture you have no history you you remember nothing after 400 years it's gone right your culture your past your history your traditions everything your traditions now is slavery right so then i set you free we don't have anything to grasp onto we don't have our traditions to grasp onto we had to create new ones which weren't probably weren't the best right um you know, so it's like when you do that to some, to a family, you know, you know, if I took away your father, how would your family survive? They wouldn't. Right. Well, no, they would. You had no choice. Yeah. But I'm going to take away your father. I'm going to take away your grandfather. I'm going to take away your great grandfather. I'm going to take every, every male away from you, from your family for 400 years and then, you know, and female and then breed them. And I mean, and how do you think, how do you think you would have ended up? I would be a lost cause. So the whole, so the, so what you're saying is, Almost essentially, black people in America are almost a lost cause. Not, not that you're saying. No, that. no, no, no. But I mean, there, you know I'm there's, no, that's there's basically like, like no hope, or they they have right, no direction. Right. We have no no direction. Um, we have no nothing to fall back on. So mm-hmm. it's just like we have to grasp onto our own things, which the, we created those things back in the day, you know, right. with the old uh, hymns and all that stuff, and you know, st- stuff that we do. But the, the stuff that we should really be tying ourselves back to is is our African roots, which we don't do that. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's kind of a shame, but it's kind of hard to forget that. It's yeah. Like, how do you oh, just get over that? I can't get over that because it's still going. <clears throat> it's systemic. Right. And so it's just going to carry on, and 
It'll never you're, end. You're right. And, and somebody's kids are trained a certain way to feel this way about that certain race. Yeah. And then it's always going to yeah. be that way. <clears throat> yeah. I mean. Which know. is why I think like people, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I've had people tell me the wrong side won the civil civil war. I've had people say that, and I'm not yeah. ten years ago, like a year ago. No, I know. Yeah, and it's. Yeah. it's I still I mean, see. I see rubber flags. I see a lot of rubber flags in Texas. And aren't they supposed to be banned? Or no, it's like, not banned. They 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 want. Oh, Mississippi is doing away with the flag, right, or something, or they're changing. Well, the South thing? Carolina had it on their uh, state. Remember the girl that climbed mm-hmm. up there, which yeah. happened. She was from Ohio. <laughs> she actually climbed up on the state capitol and tried to tear it down. She got arrested or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm glad she did it. They took it down after that. Like, yeah. oh, maybe we should take this down. Like, well, because well, yeah. well, didn't they? Didn't during wasn't it during the Obama administration? It was like two years. It ago. was two years ago. They wanted to ago. get yeah. rid of the, uh, the the flag or what? Because yep. it represents something very negative. It represents something very negative for Black folks. Yeah. And some people say, well, no, it's history. It's well, there's some things in history that just need to be right. That don't need to be brought up. You know right. what I mean? So that's something that you know. You know, I don't see you carrying around any swastika flags. You know True. I mean? So, like, that's the same type of thing. Like, if you wore that, when you when that shows some kind of that shows not, racism, not quite the same, but it's it's similar. Just, yeah. You know, so um, you know, it just it just creates bad blood. And somebody, well, it doesn't mean it's not bad. You oh, so you've had debates with people. I've, had, I've talked to a couple people about it, but uh, they were white. Okay, so it wasn't bad for them, right? Because you're white, right? But for me, it mean it represents something really bad. So just to be sensitive to me, just be sensitive to what I feel. Like if you care about me as a black man or a black person, if I'm your friend, then you should, you should care. Right. Like, you know what, Chuck? All right, cool. I won't even, I will never wear that because of you, because you're my friend. Mm-hmm. Like if I felt like someone was offensive to you, I'd be like, you know what? Let me think about that. You know what? I'm not ever going to do that again. Cause that's my, it offended my boy who was Hispanic. You know what I mean? Right, or whatever. Right. I would like, oh, I shouldn't have did that. Well, I, I think it's like, even it goes back to those times where I get the Muslim jokes. Yeah. You don't go. You've never gone off out of respect. I think because you knew it bothered me to. I I wanted to believe me. Yeah. I wanted to, but I know it bothered you. So I know you're a sensitive little bitch. So I want to. You know, oh, okay. So it's like the, you're calling me out <laughs> on my own show. Fuck this. Uh-huh. No, I, I just know I, I'm not going to take you there because I know it, it bothers you. So I'm not going. You know. Yeah. I wait till we get to a point where it didn't bother you. Then I would talk smack. But. Sure, but no, I, I get what you're saying, and at least people had enough respect for you to not. What? You know, we were talking about the flag, or the Confederate flag. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they, you know, had it, you know, on their car or whatever, but we just had a conversation about it, and I just, you know. Just... So it's, it's like seeing those don't tread on me flags. Isn't that like... Uh, that's... Where is that? That's some that's Marines, isn't it? Or something? I, think, I thought that was like the... Uh, when we were trying to create the flag. That was like a, one of the models or something. Oh, I think the, it was... Original flag, United States flag. I don't know. Yeah. American flag. I don't know. Uh-huh. But yeah... I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. That one doesn't hit me like the Confederate flag does. Oh yeah, naturally it doesn't. And I used to love watching Dukes of Hazard too. So did I, you really? Yeah, that was like my show. Probably because of the car. Yeah, which had a rebel flag on top of it. Right. But I was so ignorant. I mean, how old was I? Ten, twelve. You know what I mean? So I didn't really know what that flag meant until I got older. Now I'm like, damn, I should never been watching that show. But I was ignorant. I had no. I had no idea. But so ignorant because you. Didn't I mean, want to believe. Well, who told me about it? No one. Nobody. Yeah. I mean, my parents, you know, my dad, he wasn't really into that kind of thing. So he wasn't going to say anything. He's a military guy. So he didn't really get into that type of stuff. So um, I had to discover it for myself. And like, wait a minute, that was a, that was a rebel flag. That yeah. was a, a Confederate flag on the top of the General Lee. General Lee was the 
general of the Confederate Army, mm-hmm. and I'm watching this show that I have no clue about. You know, I'm just right. watching because I like, you know, Dukes Hazard was, they were crazy, so I liked them. <laughs> so, you know, they were always, you know, trying to help out other people, so it was pretty cool. But yeah. Then it, it never, it never took. It never occurred to you what it meant. I was ignorant, but now I'm like I would never watch it. So So when did you first? I guess I'm I'm sorry I'm asking all these questions because it's like I always. I know you want to. I know you've been wanting to ask these questions for a while. Yeah. So I mean, (laughs) because I get them all out now. So (laughs) I never got. I've never. I mean, aside from the profiling, but I've never been, uh, you know, desegregated because I'm Hispanic or Mexican or whatever. Although you mm. know what, I started to open my eyes up a little bit to certain things, and maybe like five years ago, in a work environment, I I kind of felt like I was being dismissed because I wasn't because you wasn't white. I wasn't white. Okay, I started to I started to feel like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I I get it all the time. It's it's nothing new to me. I've always had to fight through it. I've always been the only black guy in everything I've I've done. Just about. So you're like the token black guy. No, <clears throat> not the token. The token was because he was chosen. Like I was never chosen. <laughs> uh, sometimes I am chosen, but I'm always the, like the only black guy in certain situations. Like you know, I was always or the minority, right? In every situation, right? Um, whether it was school or work, it was always I was the only black guy, like there. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and I had to represent for all of us. So um, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, you know? and nobody else. Had, no other. Uh, I'm not gonna say no other culture because you guys. I don't know if, down here you don't. Mm-hmm. But like a white guy doesn't have to worry about representing for his culture. You know what I'm saying? No, I get what you're saying. I don't think they I don't think that is even a concern. It's for it's, a white guy to be like, oh, I'm gonna represent the white people today. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. They don't but I have to represent for black people. Right. Every day, right. all day for some reason. So, right. Um Hispanics, I don't know, you guys might you might do the feel the same way. I'm starting to feel like that. So like yeah. when um like when with Joaquin Castro speaking up lately, I'm like, yeah, that's my dude. Who? Joaquin Castro. Oh, okay. No, not Julian, but his twin brother. Okay, yeah, I was like, is that his, his name? No, he's a Texas rapper. Joaquin? Texas, yeah, Joaquin. Okay. Joaquin. Like Joaquin uh, like, Phoenix? Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's kind of like speaking <clears throat> up, and I'm like, yeah, that's my dude. You know, he's... I like his name. Yeah, that's a cool name. Yeah, so really I, cool. It, it just, I don't know, just stuff like that's kind of... It's you know it it uh, connects with me in some way. Just like oh, that's my 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 dude, and my peep, my peeps. Yeah, um, because we're not politicians either, you know, by any means or any. We're not even athletes unless it's soccer or boxing. Right, right. <laughs> and if it wasn't for like sports and entertainment, you know, where would black folks be? You know, what would we be doing? You know, yeah, we've been. You know, I hate to say the word used or you know. But I feel like we have been used um, for sports and entertainment. Um, we can sing and dance like crazy. We can play sports like crazy and make people money. But you know, we're, we're worth more than that. We can do a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's doctors and lawyers and all kinds. Mm-hmm. You know, teachers and all our that. country. So, yeah, you know. So I mean, we can do a lot more. But I feel like you know, early on, when, mm-hmm. once black people started being accepted, it was like, okay, well, they can make us money. In sports, yeah. you know, because at one point in time we couldn't even play sports with with everybody else. So, right, um, you know, Jackie Robinson and all right. that stuff. So, Jackie was a that was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Forty two, forty two was really good. I mean, and then you know, if you watch some of those times where he was going to those some of those ballparks mm-hmm. that were you know in cities that weren't very friendly, right? Uh, they were, you know, he went through a lot, you know. Yeah. So I mean, and, and some of that stuff is still there. And actually, some of those I lived in a couple of those cities and. It still exists. It still exists. Yeah, it hasn't gone anywhere. I mean, it's just more subtle, but 
that kid that was saying the word nigger. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was. He was. He, but he, he grew up. Yeah, and he had kids too. So what did he teach them? Right, but so so in the movie, it's funny you mentioned that because I, that's a that's a good good thing to ask you. In the movie, it looks like he's only doing it because his dad's doing it. Yeah. Well, you do what you you do right. what you you right. see your parents do. Why wouldn't you? That's your dad. He's gonna he's gonna teach you right, right? And you're gonna trust him regardless. So why wouldn't you trust mm-hmm. what he's saying? Yeah. So you so. have and you have kids, right? You have mm-hmm. two kids. Mm-hmm. Do they do they go through some of this stuff? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, they haven't really. It's a little different for them. Like the city, like where I'm at now, or my hometown now, is a lot different than it was when I was growing up. So mm-hmm. my daughter, you know, she didn't really get to see all that. And when she's a cute female, so that's different. So she's probably not gonna get. You know, she's getting the Gabrielle much. Union treatment, right? Right. So <laughs> you know what I mean. So she's gonna get by on some stuff. So, um, but she'll, she'll. I'm sure she's experienced it before. Um, my son, you know, he's non-threatening looking, so he's, you know, but I'm sure he, you know, he's in in Cincinnati, which is, you know, has been known to be have some racial things happen. So I'm sure, right. you know, he's gonna he's gonna experience it as well. So, um, he, they neither one of them has said anything to me about anything like that yet. Um. So I'm just waiting to see, you know, what happens. But, you know, we'll see. Hopefully they don't, but I'm sure they will. Yeah. And they might not even know that they've even – because you don't even know you're going through it if you're not conscious. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know what it is, what to look for, Mm -hmm. then how would you even know? Right. How would you even know that person is being, um, you know – prejudice towards you if you don't even know if you're not paying attention but then yeah if my not, son doesn't pay attention to anything so. and he then they're probably coming off very passive about right it. it's passive aggressive and he probably doesn't pick it up yeah my daughter might but he won't my daughter's in college so she she'll pick that up and she just became an aka so she's a member of aka alpha kappa alpha hey, sorority awesome incorporated man. alpha phi chapter north carolina a and t wow represent out to the shout out to the aka's Nice man. So, but yeah, um, uh, you know, she, I'm sure she's seen it. So, yeah, you know, my my parents growing up, I mean, were Hispanic, but back in South Texas in the '60s and '70s, it was a different place too for oh, them. Yeah, I bet. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And my dad's told me stories about um, uh, no no blacks, no Mexicans, mm-hmm. no dogs allowed. Yeah. If they, if he said if yeah. we wanted to get food at a restaurant, we had to go to the back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, wow. He's like, yeah, yeah. that actually happened. I, I yeah, mean, that's real stuff. And my, you know, my mom mm-hmm. grew up in a small town full of, I mean, I'm not criticizing white people, but a lot of white people and dealt with racism. And my mom yeah. has never been able to let that go either. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's being mistreated. Certainly. If, if you've been treated a certain way for a long time and you just expect me just to forget about it. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I need some therapy. Right. I need something. You can't just tell me you forget about something. It's like you've been dealing with, you know, whatever, just trauma in your life for 40 years, and you mm-hmm. expect me to just, no, you go to therapy for it. Right. I need therapy. I yeah. need, not, not, not me personally, but I'm just saying, like, I, I might actually, but yeah. um, you need somebody to walk you, talk you through it, and get you through it. So, I mean, you know, you can either do it on your own, or mm-hmm. you, know, you get a hobby or something, or something to, to get your mind off of things, but I mean, it's it's not easy, man. So, yeah. Um, and then you still experience stuff daily. So it's like you go through and you get through it, then the next day something else happens. Yeah. And then something happens in the news where somebody gets shot. And it or, just gets you more angry and more yeah, upset. Yeah, it's just like, ah, you can't forget about it. You know, it's hard to, you can't ignore it either because it's like you ignore it, then you're just pretty much, you know, you're, you're part of the problem. Right. So you get to call it out when it happens. So um, you guys got to be smart about it. You can't, you know, 
you know, depending on where you are, whether it's the workplace or mm -hmm. wherever, you just got to be careful how you do it. So um, this is a good, actually good forum too. Yeah, it is definitely it a good forum. It's probably it. the best way to do it through social media and, and podcasts and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so when we first, I want to, I want to tell everyone this story. When we first started doing a podcast, you said, Hey man, we need to go, we need to go deep. We need to do this go and deep. do this, you know, deep in the conversation go about deep. <laughs> How low can you that, go? That kind of sounded weird, but that was yeah. Yeah, uh, no. There's a little sexual <laughs> reference there. That was. You wanted to go into deep thought of conversation, talking go. about race, talking about things like that, and I was very passive. Yeah, you little bitch. Yeah, uh, just say it. Damn, dude, it's like real. twice. I, you know, I was chicken shit. You I was a little bitch. I was yeah, scared to talk it. about say stuff it. like that because I didn't know how to feel about it. Yep. But at the same time, I hadn't really encountered. I, I have had, I had encountered things, but I just was dismissive of it because I didn't want to right. think it was. We got to talk about these things. Just gotta, because you know. we all deal with it in our own little yeah. way. Yeah, we do. It's somebody, and it happens at some point or another. Yeah, yeah. And it's right. just, uh, I don't know, man. Just recently with all the election stuff and all this has really opened my eyes up it's, more. It's opening people's eyes up and it's bringing back stuff up for pe other people. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's you know. Like I told my daughter, I asked when, when, when uh Asked because she go to a black college. I asked her, mm. I said, "How's the how's everybody feeling there?" And mm. she was just like, "Everybody's upset, yada yada yada. They're ready to you know protest and impeach and all this and this and that." And I told her, I said, "Well, what changed for you?" Mm -hmm. I said, "What's what's what's what changed for you? Like, what's stopping you now?" And yeah. she was like, "Nothing." I said, "Right. So continue to do what you're doing." I said, "Just because the president changed doesn't mean anything. I said, yeah. You're still going to continue doing what you're going to do regardless." So right. I just kind of gave her that little pep talk and mm -hmm. like. Whatever it is your goal was, it's still the same goal. Right. Whatever it was you're trying to do, you're still going to keep trying to do. So don't don't let nothing stop you. So um, regardless of who the president is, regardless of who anything is, just keep trying to, you know, stay on your path, basically. So um, that was my talk to her. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you still got to keep trying to do what you're going to do. I mean, nothing should stop you. Um, and the thing I was thinking about it was she's 23. Mm-hmm. So all she's really known is, is Obama, is Obama and Clinton, and you know what I mean? Maybe Bush, Bush. Oh yeah, that's right, Bush. But like, how old was she? I mean? She was fifteen when Obama was in. You know what I mean? Elected. So before that, she probably wasn't even paying attention. Right. She probably wasn't paying attention then. Right. So all they, all this generation has really known has been Obama, Bush, and and Clinton possibly. So mm -hmm. you know, like I told, her, I said, you know, I said go back to the president. So who was president before him? And I had her walk it back and she mm -hmm. was like, oh, I said, right. I said, so we're just back to where we were before. We just got spoiled by Obama. Mm -hmm. He just happened to be a black guy, but I mean, it's still the same thing. Yeah. So keep doing what you're doing basically. So she got the message. Yeah. I hope. So, so but uh, yeah, and the, pro the protesting has been insane. I mean, not insane, but it's been at a good, you know, participation level. What's yeah, that? but okay. So, what happens? He gets impeached. And no, then, and then what? Oh yeah, we, I mean we're still pence? we get Pence. We get Pence. Who who's worse? He is worse because he's he's contradicted himself several times. Yeah, he's been so con contradicting just like Donald Trump has. We got we got to be careful. You know what I mean? Like how this is done. So because let's get this straight. If he gets impeached, we're not getting a Democrat in office. No. Hillary's not coming in. Bernie Sanders isn't coming no. in. They stick with the same party. And the, and the third person in charge is the, is the person in charge of the house or uh, the speaker of the house. Oh, Paul, Paul Ryan. Yeah. He's Republican. Mm -hmm. So it it doesn't, whoever gets impeached is still going to be more of the same. So yeah. 
just you know, let's just deal with it. And in four years, hopefully, we get a, a really good candidate like uh, Julian Castro. Yeah, that would be good. Would be nice. I would love, but you know, are we going to have a Hispanic president now? Yeah. Can you imagine them doing that? I'd vote for him. Yeah. But, you know, would 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 half of America? And even if he, even if even even if half America did vote for him, the electoral college might not. Right. So I mean, <laughs> that's still there. So I mean, it's just. I'm really, I'm really disappointed in you, America, right now. I mean, not, you know, not really, but yes. You know what I mean? In some things, I, I love this country, but in some ways I don't. So, right. Um, you know, and that's kind of where, you know, the Colin Kaepernick thing came from was. He was just disappointed I'm, in this country. Yeah, I'm sure he's not. He don't, we don't want to be anywhere else. Like, right. Now we're trying to go to Africa. Right. You know, we don't know anybody there. And even though our roots are there, this, how will we even trace it back to who, you know, there's no way. Because right. it's been gone for 400 years. So. Um, you know, do DNA tests. I mean, why we got to do all that? So, right. you know, we we love the country. It's just we just want to be heard. We want to be treated as equals. Right. You know, we want to make the same pay as you know everybody else. You know, same thing with women. You know, women don't a black woman compared to white males, a black female compared to white males pay for the same job is like totally different. Right. So why they have the same education? They have the same credentials. Why would it be different? It should be the same. Just treat us the same. Hear me, see me, feel me, right. you know, embrace me, and right. you know, let and let's grow. But I mean, that's that's what it's about. So, and that's that's what I think. That's where I feel like he was coming from. Right. Um. He did, he did a quiet protest. He wasn't out on the street doing anything. Right. He just sat down quietly, and that was his thing. Nobody even noticed for two games. So. And then then when they did notice, they started. It became a big old thing. Right. Which I'm sure he knew that was going to happen, but. Now let's okay. Let's talk about why I'm doing it. So we should be more in an uproar of, as to why he's doing it, as to what he instead of what he's done. Right, yeah. and you and you know, um, there were some people out there um, talking about uh, flag burnings being disrespectful, being this. Yeah, being, I wouldn't burn a flag. That's 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 kind of disrespectful. Yeah, yeah really there, there was some there was some backlash for that because there was people doing flag burnings, and our our, our buddy Javi. Got into some, I mean, and he's a good guy, but yeah, he, like he got into some friendly debates talking about how, hey, look, I understand where you're coming from, but they're expressing themselves with the First Amendment. They, it's true. They can do what they, they want. They, they can, can do. do what they want. I mean, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it either. You I know, mean, my father's a military guy. Yeah. I, I, I like being in this country, no doubt. Um, that's a little extreme. Right. I, you know, what I do is, like when Colin Kaepernick sits, what I, I've been doing this for a while, actually. No, I don't think anybody really noticed before. Like, I don't. I don't do the pledge of allegiance. I just kind of just stand there. Mm. I'll stand up sometimes. Which so that's that's the other thing out of the national anthem mm-hmm. and sports sports mm-hmm. teams. Yeah, and was, I I don't go to football games, so I can't say football games. It's obviously right. basketball games, but yeah. I've never seen. Yeah, they don't. I don't. I don't do that. a lot of a lot of NBA athletes don't do it. I don't put my hand on because they're mostly black and they yeah. they they feel the same thing. Because like, so my now my analogy was you know. I go to this sports game at this high school, and okay, we pledge allegiance to the flag, yada yada yada. I'm leaving the high school, and I get pulled over, mm-hmm. and I get, you know, not me personally, but like you get disrespected by this cop, and it's like you get shot or whatever happens. Yeah. Like I was just pledging allegiance to the flag for this country. Now I get pulled over by this cop for no reason, and I get treated a certain way or whatever. You know, you go to a store, and then people treat you a certain way because of what you look like. It's like, man, I just pledge allegiance to this country, and they just you know, made me know, look stupid. And I'm still getting treated like. Like I don't like I shouldn't be here. So why am I pledging allegiance to this country? Yeah. So I'm just gonna stop doing it. Yeah. I'm still gonna get treated the same the same way anyway. So, um, yeah, I stopped doing it. I just I just stand there. I don't. My protest is I just stand there. I don't. 
Yeah. I, sometimes I still mouth the words because I know them because I've been right. I've been taught these words from day one. Right. Um, words that you know don't necessarily mean anything for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but I've been taught these words, and we used to do it. I'm not sure if you remember back in the day, um, before our time, when they did the Pledge of Allegiance, they used to do the, the Heil Hitler wow. uh, back in the day. I never do that. In, in grade school. <clears throat> this is back in like the 40s and stuff, but um, they stopped, they took that out. So then you put it on your, on your mm-hmm. chest. So now you put it on your chest. So, um, but it's still the same thing. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's from here to here. So, um, you know, that, that, you know, seeing pictures of that, that made me question things. So I started seeing things and you start you start studying outside of what you've been told to study, you start opening your mind to things. Right. So people always just stick to the things that you've been told to do. And if you don't think outside the box, then how are you ever going to learn anything else? Right. You're, just, you're just being told something, you just take it. Which is sheeple again. You know? Very sheeple. Yeah. Just, sheeple. I like that. I'm going to use sheeple. that. I got that from uh, one of my conspiracy theorists guys. Conspiracy brother. So I listen to guys like um, Jim Mars. Um, Steve Bannon. Who? <laughs> Just kidding. Who's that? <laughs> no. Uh, what's my boy? Uh, shoot. What's his name? Dang it. Oh, uh, Jordan Maxwell. Okay. Uh, Jim Mars. Those guys. Zachariah Stitchin. He tells about the alien stuff a lot. So those guys are like big time conspiracy theorists. Um, um, I've I've listened to Alex Jones a few uh, quite a bit too as well. I've listened mm. to him a few times. He's more on the right, but he does call out some of that stuff. Um, on both sides, uh, left and right. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of ulterior Motive. information. Yeah, not Alter- motives, just information. Alternative facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what that is. But yeah, neither do I. There are facts that you know. There are things out there, a lot of other things out there that we're not being told about, and you know, it, why can't we study these things? Why right. can't we look at these things? So when you go look at them, you're like, wow, well. I wasn't told that. I've right. never heard that. And we're just coming from, it's just, it's common knowledge. You just have to look it up yourself. It's just not being taught to you in schools. Right. So you have to go outside and look for it yourself. So, so just having an open mind, a presence of mind and kind of, you have to have an open mind. Um, the thing with religion is it kind of closes your mind a little bit. Right. It shuts you out. So one of the things that you look at things that make you question your religion, it, it you kind of shut it off. Mm-hmm. That's one of my buddies is really religious, and he 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 shuts off whenever I talk about aliens and this and that. I'm like, dude, it's in the Bible, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like it's in it's in you know historical things. Like, how are you denying it? Mm-hmm. You know, like you know what I mean. So, um, but he just shuts it out because he's so religious. His yeah. his mind is just closed to anything outside of you know Christianity or whether it's you know Catholicism or Judaism or you know even mm-hmm. you know Islam. You know, if you just shut your mind out of it, I mean, if it doesn't if it doesn't fit in your box, then it doesn't work for you. Right. Then you just shut it out, which is that's not open minded, it's closed minded. So right, right. There's other things out there. So, well, that's that's some deep shit. Yeah. That's some deep stuff. And your kids seem to have an open mind, but like you you said Chachi's a little dismissive, but Yeah, he's young. I mean he's young. My right. daughter, I don't know, she's you know, I don't know. We'll see. Um mm-hmm. not quite she's sure. more into arrested development right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> Take me to another oh, place. Wow. Take me to. That's no, I'm kidding. Terrible. I know. Oh wow. That was like that New Jack swing stuff right there. That was new. No, that wasn't bad. That, <laughs> that wasn't New that Jack. Was, that, that was, was more not New Jack. Swing. That was like like Roots before. That was more uh, like the Jurassic like, Five. That's, that's kind of like the like 
different type of rap, like neo rap, I would call it. Like, like Tribe uh, Called Quest was like that, right? Yeah, they weren't like hardcore. Tribe mm-hmm. was hardcore, but they were more like, they were just musicians, man. They were just artists. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. rap back then. So, um, but yeah, they're, 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 they had brothers and cousins, like the Jungle Brothers. Mm-hmm. They were a little different, you know, mm-hmm. so it was a little spin off of rap. It was more, um, Afrocentric. There you go. Afrocentric. You know so yeah, that was kind of more your roots. You know, I mean, going back to your roots and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Well, cool, man. Um, that was a that was a deep talk. Was, was it good stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I felt like we scratched the surface. Good talk. More. Yeah, yeah, good talk. Scratching the surface. I'm glad that uh, I finally got to have you on mine, my show here, and we talk. Yeah. Had a good yeah. talk and deep conversation. Yeah, pretty deep, man. Yeah. Glad to see that you you're trying to dig deep in there and uh, get some man I, I think <laughs> no ser- in all seriousness in the last six months seven or eight months I've kind of uh, looked in the mirror a little bit and yeah and try to see things yeah. in this eye opening thing eye opening things that are happening is just kind of opening yeah. me up to, to be more accepting to what's going on out there and rather than being dismissive yeah I mean you know at least see it you know and I, I see a lot of stuff I just try I, I don't talk about it until somebody actually brings it up because you know you can like, I know some guys go crazy, but right. that's all they talk about. So right. that's, that's the, I'm not a conspiracy brother like that. Right. Like I'm, I'm more of the, if you shake my cage, then I'll say something. You're going to ruffle some feathers. Yeah. You're, you're going to, but, but if you don't, if you don't say anything to me about it, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to just hit you in the face with it. This is true. So, but if you ask me, then yeah, I'll definitely go into it with you. But yeah, but I know some people that just, that's all they do. Mm-hmm. Oh man. That's all they talk about. It's just conspiracy, conspiracy. Like, mm-hmm. calm down, dude. Like, yeah. You're going to drive yourself crazy because you. The thing about it was, uh, is you know, one of the guys I, I listened to, he was like, he's like, well, somebody asked him in an interview, like, well, what can you do about it? Mm-hmm. He's talking about like Illuminati or whatever mm-hmm. it was, and he's like, there's really nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, yeah, you gonna stop the Illuminati? You gonna stop like <laughs> these people who are in control of things? Because there's things out there. I mean, you got, um, like uh trilateral there's the organizations that are in control of things that we don't know about like mm-hmm. the trilateral commission i mean if you look these things up you're like what are they control of yeah um what's the one bohemian grove not sure if you hit to that mm-hmm. um uh jekyll island i mean if you look up things you're gonna be like man what is this stuff about <laughs> and you're like what is he talking about then you look it up and you're like oh shit yeah these are where like the leaders of the world meet you know and in private Right, like, why are the leaders of the world meeting in private, and the president included? Uh, why are they meeting in private and not telling us about it? What are they talking about? That's true. So it's kind of like, what's really going on here? So, um, so yeah, it's 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 pretty interesting, man. So there's definitely a lot of things out there. We just need to do our research and open our minds and look at stuff, you know, differently and and you know, objectively, I guess. Yeah, and that I'm doing, and that I'm trying to. Educate myself more. Yeah, that's ed- what I'm gonna ed- do. Educate yourself. Educate, man. Well, man, thanks for your time, man. I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Okay, guys. So that was my conversation with my buddy Dick. I hope that you enjoyed, and hopefully, we have a good connection.
Alright guys, you both need to roll throw and stay tuned as the roll throw turns. Have a great weekend guys.